for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970-97.1 FM. Connor Mills the mic on this fourth day of May, 6.06 on the clock and 66 degrees and sunny outside here in Athens, Ohio. We've got Andrew Allison with us on the Sportsman presented by J.K. Contracting. And Andrew, regardless or not, if you're a Star Wars fan, happy May the 4th to you, my friend. How are you? Happy Star Wars Day. I am a Star Wars fan, actually, so big day. Oh, it's a huge day. I mean, they had the uh, the Clone Wars coming to an end. They had uh, the Rise of Skywalker being put on to Disney+. Plus. And finally, something, yes, we, we don't have any live sports, but something that is a little bit of a distraction on this May 4th. It, getting to enjoy a little bit uh, of the uh, Star Wars series. Uh, so that that's something definitely that we've been, or at least I've been watching, and I, I figured that you've been keeping up with the whole saga as well. Yeah, I've I've seen uh, all the movies. I just the last one I've seen was the one that came out in theaters most recently. Yeah, uh, I think it's the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I followed the Clone Wars series since it's came back too. So uh, it's always an exciting day. I was a big Star Wars fan growing up. Still, I'm a Star Wars fan. So this is a an exciting Monday, and you know when there is no sports going on, of course, this is what I'm going to be watching uh, as soon as we get off air. I'll, I'll be watching. I think seven, eight, and nine tonight. Now, maybe we'll pull a little bit of a marathon and have the the most recent ones. Uh, the one thing that is going on in sports, they've announced it in the NCAA women's basketball side. Uh, the committee will elect to move away from RPI in favor of the net rankings. Uh, the women's basketball committee will start using the NCAA evaluation tool instead of RPI to help evaluate teams for the tournament, starting with the upcoming season. The Division One men's basketball committee has been using net. Since uh, the 2018-19 season, the women's basketball net algorithm is similar to the men's, although it does not take into account uh, scoring margin. The men's committee is meeting later this week and may take a few tweaks to their formula. The women's version is using their data from the past decade. I think this is something, uh, yes, you're keeping up with the algorithms, you're keeping up with the math, and trying to figure out you know, whatever is going to be the best case possible for each uh, women's basketball program. And I would hope you know, that, that it would help the Bobcats in this run. What are your first thoughts uh, about the switch in women's basketball? Just real quick, there is live sports on tonight. Uh, yeah, man, we'll get to that a little bit later. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Right. But for now, All let's right. keep with All the right. net. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think it's the right thing to do. I think it worked well for the men's. Um, well, we wouldn't know if it worked well this year because of how the season ended. But uh, last year when it was first implemented, I think it worked well. I think it'll help. Like you said, it'll help Ohio in smaller leagues, like the MAC, or conferences rather. But I, I, And I, you mentioned the scoring margin. It's not going to uh, take account for that. But I think on the men's side, it caps out at like 10. I think so, yeah. Points. So that's not really... It's not really effective in the men's side, and I think they saw that, and that's why they just decided to not go with scoring margin. 
Right. I mean, it, it's always a different debate. And when the Bobcats won, we're talking about the Ohio women's team, when they won 30 games, not last year, but a season ago, uh, I thought they were snubbed from the tournament. I mean, how can they were a 30-win program. They made it to the Sweet 16 in the NIT, the WNIT, and they were a quality basketball team. They just got knocked out by the eventual MAC champions, Buffalo. Uh, but then, of course, you had three teams two years ago. It was Central Michigan, which has been dominant over the last uh, couple of years. You had Ohio, who was right up there with Central Michigan. And then you had Buffalo, who got hot at the right time. Uh, those are, of course, the conference champion will go on and, and get that uh, automatic bid uh, to the NCAA tournament. But then, you know, how do you pick between Central Michigan and Ohio? Uh, I, I thought both deserved, and with this new system, with this new algorithm, uh, hopefully, you know, teams like Ohio or somebody who's in a situation similar to Ohio do get to participate in that WN, uh, not the WNIT, but in the NCAA. Right, and my issue with that is more, I, I think it helps, I'll, I'll start with this, I think it helps because, like you mentioned, the, there's more than one good team in the MAC every year. But, uh, sure, occasionally the fifth best team in the Big Ten or the SEC or one of the Power Fives Maybe they'll be better than the second-best team in the MAC or a conference like it. But that's not always going to be the case, or most likely it probably won't be the case. But because they're in those conferences, they get favored, and I think that'll help. But I do think the MAC could combat that with changing who gets the automatic bid. I feel like for a conference like the MAC where there's quality teams that maybe an upset happens like Buffalo upsetting Ohio that year. Go ahead and put the conference champion regular season in instead of the tournament conference champion. So you wouldn't even want, are you saying that you would rather have Buffalo the conference champion not make the tournament in favor for uh, Central Michigan to make it because they were the regular season champ? Right, because so Take like, but then what's the point of the tournament? We'll stick with the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah, that didn't occur to me. That was a thought that I just had. And so, you yeah, play. I guess uh, you still have to stick with it. I, you I just still, have to stick with the tournament. I still say stick with the tournament, I guess, unless you know something like this happens because, you know, with the pandemic, if they were going to have the NCAA tournament this year, uh, it would have been the regular season champions which on the men's side, I believe, was Bowling Green. And then on the women's side would have been Central Michigan, who went nearly perfect. I think they had one or two losses at the end of the season. Uh, but I'd understand it in a circumstance like that. But you, know, you have this tournament to get that shot going to the NCAA tournament. It's not like wrestling, where in wrestling, you, know, you can be the number one seed. You get it all the way up, and then you get the uh, you win. That's at 125 pounds. But then there are also automatic bids uh, if you get first, second, third, maybe fourth, you know, because then I can see, all right, maybe you get the regular season guy because there's other things that you can factor into there. Uh, but when you're talking about, you know, the MAC tournament or the Big Ten, like these, the champions, whoever win that tournament, you know, they've got to go on and and get the bid. I understand maybe if you had two bids, two automatic bids, all right, you get the regular season champ, and then now you, know, you all go out there and, and you uh, do your best trying to get that championship to then get to the NCAA championship game. That I can understand. Uh, but shifting it away from the, the championship to regular season, you know, I, I think would be a tough sell for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't quite thought that through all the way, 
went because I just came up with it on the spot. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you'd have to stick with the uh, the uh, tournament champion just because then what would the tournament really be for? Right. Yeah, I think again it would be understandable. You know, if you wanted to go, if you had two automatic bids, you give one to the the regular season champ and you give one to the the tournament champ, and then they both get to go to the NCAA tournament. Unless you know both people are the same. Let's say the regular season champ wins the MAC tournament, and then uh, maybe who gets second would would get an automatic bid as well. You know, I could see something like that, but you know, that's up to the NCAA. That that's up to a lot of different people factoring in to this decision, not just you know does the MAC one send one or two. You know, there's a selection committee behind it. Right. Uh, but you did tease there are some live sports going on. We'll talk about it. Uh, we're going to take a short break on the sports fan. The Korean Baseball League, the South Korean Baseball League, airing on ESPN. Uh, Andrew and I will talk about that in just a minute. This is the sports fan on 970 WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Personnel Plus is still the one at matching qualified and reliable employees with local businesses. If you need good employees, contact Personal Plus at 740-592-3416 or drop by the Employment Options Office located in the Market on State. Personnel Plus. We are local, we are nonprofit, and we are community. Personnel Plus is the employment service of the Athens County Board of DD. Where do you go when you need car insurance? Matthews Insurance Agency at 240 Columbus Road is a friendly, reliable, locally owned small business that has served the Athens area since 1945. We hope when you need insurance, you'll give us a call at 593-5573 or Google Matthews Insurance and fill out an online quote request on our website, Matthews Insurance. We're here to help. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Sports Fan 970 WATH on this May the 4th, 2020. Mills the mic alongside Andrew Allison as we take you up to 6.30. Our phone lines are open at 740-592-6646. Live sporting events are happening around the world. They're just not happening yet in the United States. Uh, but where they're happening, South Korea, as the South Korean Baseball League will have games aired on ESPN, uh, beginning six regular season games per week from South Korea's league. Uh, the agreement with the ECLAT Media Group was announced the day before the league is scheduled to open its season on Tuesday. So that would, I guess, be tomorrow. 
Uh, the agreement includes the postseason and the Korea Series Best of Seven Championship. ESPN announcers will provide commentary in English from their home studios. The first game features the North, uh, the NC Dinos taking on the Samsung Lions. I saw NC there, Andrew, and I thought that it was uh, North Carolina. Uh, obviously, <laughs> it's not North Carolina. It is the uh, South Korean Baseball League. Uh, this tells me two things here, Andrew. It means, one, ESPN is not anticipating Major League Baseball to be back in any capacity just yet. And two, they see the value in South Korean baseball so that they're going to agree to do you know, their whole, basically their whole season, including the postseason, uh, on top of any potential uh, baseball that, that could be happening or resuming or any sports that could be resuming here in the United States. Yeah, I'm not sure they necessarily see the potential in the Korean League, but I'm thinking they're thinking that, you know, live sports, okay, Sure, it's going to be on at 1 a.m., which it will be tonight. But, like, I'll record it and then watch it later, try to avoid spoilers, because I'm sure multiple people are talking about the Korean League. <laughs> but uh, NC's pitcher is Drew Rosinski, who pitched at Ohio State. He's starting tonight for the Dinos. Yeah, so you, I guess you can see it's a little bit of a, a taste of Ohio sports a little bit if Rosinski... Ohio State pitcher, if, if he's uh, pitching for NC Dinos, uh, could be good. You know, but 1 a.m., you know, that's that's a late late night to be watching some baseball, and maybe why, you know, they agreed to do it all the way through the postseason. Because you know, to me, if if they're going to make this long-term deal like this, then you know, I guess they don't see baseball resuming at any point because obviously MLB. And you know, NBA, when that resumes, NHL, that would dominate the ESPN coverage instead of the South Korean Baseball League. But doing the long-term uh, deal like this, six regular season games per week, and then the uh, postseason included, the best-of-seven championship, you know, to do all that, I guess if it's in an open time slot at 1 a.m., plus no other sports leagues are, are playing right now to be televised, it would be a good, I guess it's a good deal for ESPN to take it up. Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's good for everyone involved. It allows ESPN to get more live sports, which has been proven by them is what's going to get the highest rated at any slot. And it allows the Korean League to actually get some coverage outside of Korea. It could be a a win-win-win uh for everybody involved. And it's just piqued my interest here, so I'm going to take a look and see what teams are actually in the uh, the South Korean Baseball League. It uh, looks like uh, the Samsung team, the Doosan, uh, Kia, uh, LG. Seems like a lot of uh, teams are sponsored by a uh, bunch of different companies to, to get that name. Uh, but who knows? I mean, this could be a good deal. This could be you know, something maybe in the long term. If they're going to play six games a week, maybe they sign a multi-year contract. And if you don't have your sports fix from you know, 6 until 10 o'clock during the day, 6 a.m. until 10, maybe get a little Korean Baseball League action from 1 a.m. till 4 a.m. Because uh, who knows when people are sleeping these days. Right. If, if this works out to even half of what they would expect, I, I would definitely keep it if I was ESPN just because, like you said, what else are you going to air? 
Right. I, I don't even know what ESPN airs past 12 o'clock. I know uh, uh, who's who's the guy in the West Coast? Uh, Scott Van Pelt. Uh, yeah, Scott Van Pelt. Van Pelt does a late night show, but is he the only one that would take over the airwaves at that time? Yeah, I think he goes from like he. Yeah, I think he goes from twelve to one, which is just enough to if you're watching a late game, like a World Series game, he's on or a Finals game, he's on right after that, mm-hmm. and then you turn your TVs off and no one knows who else is on <laughs> until it's PN. Uh, it would be Golik and Wingo. Oh, is that the morning show? At like six a.m. Huh. Well, yeah, maybe uh, Scott Van Pelt would shift his show to now have a little bit of a, a pregame until the, uh, I think they call it the KBO, the Korean Baseball League, uh, which, which could be cool. You know, just seeing uh, a new league, a new sports league that's active right now. I uh, wonder what teams will uh, you know, pick up the fan bases across the states. But uh, keeping within the United States, go over to football. Uh, over the weekend, it was a, a signing by the Dallas Cowboys, backup quarterback, Former starting quarterback Andrew uh, Andy Dalton uh, signed with the Dallas Cowboys for at least three million guaranteed. The deal could go up to seven million dollars. Uh, it's pretty good deal for the the Cowboys, especially since Dak Prescott is asking for a lot of money. Uh, but Dalton, I think he did everything right in Cincinnati. It, things just did not work out at the end. And of course, with the drafting of Joe Burrow, Dalton was out the door anyway. If not this year, then the next year. Uh, but glad to see that that the uh, the Red Rocket has found a home in Texas, where he's from. You know, of course, being from TCU and having the undefeated season, TCU's only undefeated season. So Dalton returns to Texas. Yeah, I was a little surprised that he only got three million dollars a year. What, unless Dak Prescott gets hurt or doesn't resign, it's not going to be up to seven. But I, I was just surprised. Maybe he took a price cut to go back to Texas, like you mentioned, being from TCU. I thought he'd go to the Patriots, but apparently they're in love with Jarrett Stidham. So I think it's a good signing for Andy yeah, and Dallas. I knew that he would find a place. You know, He did too good just not to have a home, but I'm a little bit surprised that he wasn't able to get a starting job. You know, Because a lot of teams kind of needed a quarterback, if not a backup quarterback, uh, there's a couple question marks. You know, what do the Giants have in, in uh, Jones? But uh, you know, he, right now, uh, will have the year next year. You know, Patriots still need a quarterback. I think the Carolina Panthers found one in Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, but Bridgewater will have a, a quarterback competition. Even the Bears. You know, the Bears at Nick Foles uh, with Trubitsky. You know, imagine that quarterback competition if Andy Dalton was in the room. I think Dalton could probably start in a lot of different programs, a lot of different teams, uh, but he will be the backup to Dak Prescott. And, and maybe if Prescott holds out like uh, his teammate uh, did the uh, running back, uh, Zeke, Ezekiel Zeke, Elliott. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott. If Ezekiel Elliott, if Prescott pulls Ezekiel Elliott and holds out until a contract, yeah, you could see Dalton starting there for a couple games here or there. Right, and that's why I think it was such a smart move by Dallas because, A, if, like you mentioned, Dak holds out, and you go, okay, well, we'll start Andy Dalton. He started last year, and he's a fringe starter in the league. And if he does well, then it looks really bad for Dak. And if not, well, then you give Dak his money. But I, it's just weird to see 
you know, in the past week we've had Andy Dalton sign a one-year $3 million contract, and then we've had Jameis Winston sign a one-year $1 million contract. It's just that that's not normal for NFL, even for backup quarterbacks. Right. And, you know, Dalton didn't do a bad job last year. I mean, take a look at his stats, right? A 59.5 completion percentage. It's right around 60, uh, 3,494 yards, 16 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Uh, the touchdown interception might be what, what could be concerning a little bit. Uh, it was not the 2020, or what was it, the 30-30 that uh, Winston yeah. had? Winston, 30-30, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Yeah, I mean, it, it's um, not bad stats for Dalton, uh, but even uh, James Winston got uh, a backup job, kind of, with the New Orleans Saints a couple days ago. Right, and Andy Dalton was playing on a bad team. I mean, for the last couple years, it has been Andy Dalton takes snap, a half a second later, Andy Dalton starts running for his life because there's a defensive end behind him. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's not always, it's not necessarily his fault. No, I don't think it's entirely his fault. The situation just was not good for Dalton. Uh, of course, you know, the Bengals hope they got better, and everybody here hopes you know they got better with their draft class, especially with Joe going first and. T. Higgins getting drafted in the second round with the first pick in the second round. Uh, you know, it seems like the Cincinnati Bengals opened up their purse a little bit. And we had Lucas Moore on uh, last week talking a little bit about it, how you know Cincinnati is notorious for not spending. But this, this offseason, Cincinnati started spending. They tried to upgrade the defense, upgrade the offensive line, and we'll just have to wait up and see uh, what the Bengals will be. You know, hopefully NFL says that they are planning a full season this year with the pandemic and everything. Uh, and if they have to change their plans, they will do so. But, yeah, hopefully it's a full season. We get to see Dalton over in uh, Dallas you know, competing with Prescott for the starting job. And you know, we, we see Joe lead this Cincinnati Bengals team to hopefully you know, be at least, my expectations, a little bit in the middle of the pack. Uh, in, in that league, and then uh, see what the next couple years can be. Yeah, I think Cincinnati is another drafted offseason away from being where they want to be with the young team. I, I think they still got one more year. I think they'll probably go four and four wins or five wins, but they got one more year, and they're they're heading in the right direction, I believe. Yeah, I definitely think Cincinnati is heading in the right direction. But if if you're taking a look at the conference, you know, if you, the whole AFC, right? You got the Baltimore Ravens, you have the Pittsburgh Steelers, you got the Browns, and then the Bengals, right? It's just taking a look at who they will have to compete against, especially in the division. It will be a, a tough division to try to go out there and win. And a lot of people said that the Baltimore Ravens had a, a great draft, and the Ravens, of course, were a great team last year. So it'll all, only time will tell to see what the AFC North will look like in a couple of months. Oh. Yeah, it, it should be fun. Yeah, it should be fun. should be exciting. Are you going to be watching some KBO baseball tonight, Andrew? Uh, maybe not tonight. Maybe tomorrow <laughs> on a record. On a rerun, right? Yeah. All right.
Appreciate you being on, Andrew, and appreciate you listening into the program. This is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM, presented by JK Contracting. I'm Connor Mills, signing off. See you tomorrow at 6.06.